1395 Adelaide's 5AA. This is the First 11 Cricket Show. Of course, Saturday at 6 o'clock means we talk South Australian cricket. Hello, welcome to everyone here in South Australia on 5AA. This is the first 11 cricket show. Sam Tugwell here. I've got Paul Bonzer with me as we do each week. Another ripping week, especially when the South Australian Redbacks can register win number one of the season and it's been a long time coming. Bonds, welcome to you. Welcome, Sam. Uh, yes, hallelujah. The Redbacks have <laughs> won a game. Uh, no, good on the boys. It was a good fighting win too. Uh, with a couple of new boys, Harry Nielsen and Will Baziste, getting the boys over the line. Yes, yeah, so a little bit of light and dark uh, this week. Of course, the Strikers we spoke about last Saturday we were so optimistic they could have gone on to win the uh, the WBBL title. Missed out on Sunday. We'll talk about that later. We've got some special guests uh, to talk about that. But we also, straight off the bat, we might as well just introduce him. We have the head coach of the Adelaide Strikers <laughs> men's team in studio, Jason Gillespie here. He's going to join us for a little bit here on the First 11 Cricket Show. Jason, welcome, mate. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it's terrific to have you in. Of course, the BBL starts next week. You must be pumped. Can't wait. It's uh, it's a wonderful time of year, isn't it? To you know, have the BBL. Uh, we've just seen a wonderful WBBL tournament that was played. Unfortunately, our strikers girls couldn't quite get over the line. But gee, we should all be really proud of them. I thought they were they were excellent the way they went about their game. Um, you know, I th- thought they played beautifully. But uh, but look, great time of the year. Uh, we're excited. We we had a centre wicket at Karen Rolton Oval today which was a, a, a great training session. You know, I thought it went really well and um, the boys are all fired up and, and ready to go. Just on the WBBL, there was no room for Sophie Devine in your squad. <laughs> <laughs> thought about thought about it. What yeah, a player. I think she needs a bit of a break, to be honest. So, uh, <laughs> otherwise, we can certainly use her firepower. Gee, how well did she play? Oh, uh, wow. With bat and ball. I mean, yeah. I think her, her bowling almost gets forgotten a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? Just because she's so powerful with the bat. But her bowling is, is you know, very good as well, yeah. Now, it's a very interesting competition. They've now gone standalone. Do you think it was better for the WBBL in that sense? Because they finally got a chance to really uh, show everything, all the talent they had on uh, on display. Yeah, I thought it was a good move. And I think what we saw, you know, WBBL, the first three editions were, you know, on the back of, of BBL. And, and that was fine. That's to, you know, help try and maybe raise the profile a little bit of um, the Women's Big Bash. But I think the time had come to, you know, allow them to have their own window and and grow their supporter base. And I think we, we've seen, and you know, obviously it's it's been on on radio, it's been on television, and you know, look, it's going from strength to strength. And and we saw some really good crowds, and um, look, a lot of people listening and watching on TV. So look, fantastic. A few changes to the squad this year, um, yep. which I think is always a good thing, bringing some fresh ideas, fresh players. Um, before we talk about those players, I want to ask you about everybody's favourite, Rashid. Yep. Um, we know what he does on the field. We know how exciting he is and, and he can be a game winner. What, is it, what, what does he bring off the field to the squad? I think that genuine love for the game of cricket, and you know, I know that sounds really basic, but you just see that his eyes light up. It's He's around the lads... Um, you know his en- energy uh, is is there for all to see. Um, look, he, he's he's very excitable. He, he just loves the game, um, and I think that really rubs off on on all the lads. Uh, genuinely, mm. it's uh, you know off, off the field. I, I think some of the things you know the, the time he spends with with people 
uh, is everyone wants a piece of his time and 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 he's willing to give that and you know it may not sound like much but but when you when he gives his time to one person then there's another 50 people waiting to have that you know a moment with rash and and he Gives every, each and every person uh, the same amount of, uh, of of his time and care. It's uh, it's pretty special to watch, really. And look, I'm, I'm fortunate enough. I coach him at Sussex in uh, big and um, in the T20 Blast in in England, and he's our overseas player there as well. And um, there's a there's a small Afghan community in um, in Brighton Hove and in Sussex there, and they will come down and watch the game and he gives them so much time and uh, like after games he's there for a good hour or so after just posing for snaps and uh, signing yeah. autographs um you know he he won't leave the ground till he's signed everyone's autograph he's posed for every selfie um you know he, it's almost like a bit of a tradition here now in adelaide yes. the last two years he, he gives a piece of equipment away every <laughs> right. so you know all the players come out and sign yeah. after a game after each game win lose or draw um, Rash is always bringing out whether a pair of gloves or a pair of sh- pair of his shoes and um, to one lucky young supporter, That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, or one of his training tops or something. He's like, he's just a very generous man, and um, uh, you know, so all those little things. You know, we, we know what he can do in the field. He's yeah. a wonderful, uh, wonderful player. But I just think he's a wonderful ambassador for the game of cricket. I and mean, you think. Um, for his country, he's a captain of his country, leader of his country, so he's a great ambassador for the world game, but also for all the franchises he plays for, not just us here in Adelaide, but, but every franchise. He's just mm. been, he's just absolutely brilliant. Wonderful man. Uh, speaking of some of the other imports that have come into the team, uh, the other one, Phil Salt, who you've had yep. a fair bit to do with just recently yep. over in Sussex. Tell yep. us a bit about him, because I think a lot of us Adelaide people have pretty much no idea who this bloke is. Yeah, and look, it, it's it's interesting, though. He has had a couple of stints here playing for Adelaide University in Great yeah, right. yeah, and... Um, so he, he knows he knows the city, he knows a few of the boys uh, reasonably well. Um, look, Phil, uh, I think his, his last, he, he got picked uh, last summer in England. There was a one-off T20 against Pakistan for England um, and he was named in that squad. He didn't make the final 11, but I think that experience um, was really good for him to rub shoulders with international players mm. and be in and around that environment. Um, but, yeah, his last two years uh, batting at the top of the order for Sussex, he's been phenomenal. He's striking well in excess of 150, uh, averaging 40. Um, and he he takes on the bowlers. And, you know, I, I think the fans will quite enjoy Phil. He's, he's, a, he's a bit of a cheeky chap and, uh, you know, he's got, he's got a bit, of, bit about him. Um, you know, he's a great kid. He's a very good fielder. Um, and look, um, on top of his you know aggressive batting, look he'll, he'll be um, yeah he'll be a fan favourite that's for sure. So will he open the batting or bat yeah, three? That's a good he'll assumption. That's a good yeah. assumption. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll put it that way. Um, a great yeah, great to see. And as I said, bringing new blood into the team gives mm. the team a bit of life as well. Um, might save a, a few runouts with uh, Kerry and Weatherall mm. as well if he's in the, in the top. Yeah, oh. they they. they, yeah, they, they um, didn't quite get it right last year, and uh, I remember one game I, I I nearly blew my top in the dressing room <laughs> after, and uh, and I, yeah, I I was just so frustrated because it was just because for me runouts are quite preventable yeah. dismissal in cricket, and um, I, I just genuinely just put it down to both you know Kez and Weather's enthusiasm yes. uh, as much as anything. Yes. But it was funny after I I, I made. My thoughts known after a game in Sydney. Um, we played uh, Hobart in Launceston last year, and um, 
Yeah, and you could hear them. You could probably hear them from Hobart, um, how loud they were calling. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was. We were having a bit of a giggle on the uh, on the on the bench that that <laughs> night. Yeah, uh, as they got off to a fly, which was fantastic. But yeah, it was uh, yeah interesting. They'll, they'll be fine. Yeah, another exciting change I think is bringing Cameron White into the side, mm. just to bring that experience. Um, and again, he can win a game off his own bat. Um, good, good hands, safe hands. Are you happy to have Cameron White in? Oh yeah, and look, you only had to be at our uh, centre wicket training today uh, to see what value he he already has brought and what he will bring. Um, look, we, we knew that we're not having Colin come back, it was vastly experienced player Colin Ingram. Um, we just felt that it might have just been a little bit uh, light on the experience. Particularly, there's going to be times when we lose. Um, Travis Head, um, yep. Alex Carey, for instance. So, so it was an opportunity to uh, get Cameron White onto our list, and um, we jumped at it. Um, mm. You know, fortunately, he was keen and and get him over. And look, he's he's got an interest in you know around teams and and how teams operate and run. So, on top of him, you know, first and foremost, he's here to prepare to play. And mm. um, but if he can offer any insights as a former Australian captain, captain Big Bash, you know, a number of franchises for many years, the experience that he's got, um, you know, can only benefit our players. And and as I said, we just saw it today. I mean, Joe Dawes was uh, our assistant coach was standing as umpire today. I was patrolling the fence. Um, just uh, finding some extra cricket balls that were flying everywhere, and uh, and after our first set of, set of eight overs, um, I've said to Joe, oh, "What have you observed, coach?" And uh, he comes up, he says, oh, "This Cameron White, we've got a winner here." And uh, <laughs> and I said, "Oh, what do you mean?" And he says, "Well, oh, just just the conversations he's having and talking with his yeah. teammates, and you know the advice he's offered, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of young bowlers, and you know what he, what he's seen from the batters." Um, jo- Joey just got a little bit excited, actually, the big fellow. And, uh, so, you know, fantastic. And um, look, he, he brings that wealth of experience and and, and that bit of calmness. Um, and look, I, I think he's a great addition to our squad. Speaking of all that experience, Travis Head, who is he, captain, will probably be in and out of the side, as you said before. So is probably Alex Carey. So does Cameron White just about become your fill-in captain during that time, or is he too new to the team? Oh, look, look, look. I suppose no, nothing is off the table, but at the moment, uh, Travis is captain of the franchise and Alex Carey is vice-captain of the franchise. Yep. So, um, you know, I, I just think, you know, we, we always encourage our players to all think like captains out on the field. Um, so, look, Cameron, whether he's got the C next to his name or not, yep. he's going to be a leader regardless, isn't he? You know, and much like Peter Siddle, who, without having the C next to his name, is a leader. Um, you know, so, you know... I don't have a problem with that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I encourage all our lads to work together and talk together. You know, we're really encouraging our bowlers to take ownership of, you know, of their fields and and their plans. Um, you know, and the the senior guys that are around can uh, just just be there as support and, and and help where they can. It's a bit of a shame you're also going to lose the the experience of Ben Lachlan this season. How yeah. much of a hit to the to the chest is that for you guys? Uh, oh, you could say it's a hit to the chest, but I mean, in part, it was basically our decision to allow him to go back to uh, Queensland. He look, he, he had a year to run in his contract, and uh, we could have kept him here technically, you know, well within our rights. Yeah. But um, 
Look, first and foremost, we're dealing with human beings. We're dealing with, with people. And, um, you know, we just felt, and after, you know, having some good conversations with Ben, you know, Ben's always enjoyed, loved playing for our franchise. And, uh, no, but, you know, he made it. He made it pretty clear that he was keen to, you know, over the big big bash. He wanted to be, you know, closer to his family when he wasn't when he wasn't playing games uh, instead of being in a hotel room um, other side of the country. So, you know, we weighed that up, and you know, you, at the end of the day, it, it just it works for everyone. Um, so he, he's he's back and he, he's agreed to terms with Brisbane Heat and good luck to him. I hope he hope he does well. Um, and look, it gave us an opportunity to sign someone else, and we've managed to sign um, Big Harry Conway from New South Wales. And uh, a bit excited. He's a he's a bit of a character. He is. I was uh, just about to ask you about Harry. Yeah. So you got one door one door closes, another well, one opens yeah. for it, Big Harry. It's interesting, Bonds, uh, because. Last week, I was watching some of the stuff on the cricket network, and uh, Harry got he got five for fifteen or yep. fifteen overs against Queensland, and and two of his big send offs were <laughs> Michael Nessa and Billy Stanlake. Sure, <laughs> and there was a little bit of argy bargy out there, and uh, staring each other down, a few words, and, and uh, actually speaking to Billy, he, uh, he he said he was fuming inside, and if he, he wanted that board. And apparently Harry was padded up as night watchman as well, so he was hoping that he got a chance to have a bowl, and he was going to uh, going to let him have it. But uh, but it's all good fun. Yeah. I um I I said to Harry when he arrived because I only saw him this morning uh, before training because he he arrived uh, late from New South Wales, and uh, I just said to him, um, Harry, have you got your batting kit today? And he said, Yes, coach. Yes, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, Good mate, and a bit later, if you can just put it on, I've got Billy volunteer for forty five minutes. <laughs> I should have said his face dropped. <laughs> are, you, are you a fan of the uh, the send off? Are you going to be condoning that throughout the season? Look, uh, look, I, I think it was you know, a mountain out of a molehill, really. Um, oh, right. I look, I certainly wasn't something that that I ever necessarily did as a player myself. Look, I, I think Harry's just a bit, you know, he's quite new to his first class career, mm. a bit excitable, and just he, he's, you know, looks like he might just have a little bit of white line fever. Yeah, look, <laughs> I, look, he's he's a lovely lad, and um, you know, I, I think we've got to we got to understand that you know players, you know, do get a bit emotional from time to time, and um, you know, let's not make sure that we're you know not completely sanitising the game, but you know, players know what's acceptable and what's not. Um, you know, I, I believe, and you know, I think we, having seen it, you know, he probably just got a little bit excitable and and that. I think was, a few words, and then you move on. I think it was four wickets in and over. So you, you did you're pretty fair. You'd be fairly fired up, hundred um, percent. With with him as well, I just want to get your thoughts on Wes Agar because yep. from our point of view, he's taken a massive step this summer. Um, just getting wickets for fun almost, uh, just coming off eight wickets in the last mm. Shield game, just improved out of sight. Certainly has. Um, look, Wes has certainly benefited, benefited from... Obviously, he's a, he's a year older and a, a year more confident in his, in his body and, you know, his learning of his art. And um, it's really interesting to note, um, last couple of years, he's, he's spent a lot of time with Peter Siddle uh, in and around the strikers set up and uh and even today, you know, Sids was going for another bowl after after our centre wicket finished and, you know, Sids just he'd bowled four or five overs in the centre wicket. He just wanted to bowl a few more overs just to work on a couple of variations and and he just says, Where's you're coming with me and Wes just like a 
like a lost puppy, just <laughs> will, will follow the great man Peter Siddle. Um, so they go and then in the net, bowling our overseas player Phil Salt, and and they're just having conversations. They're working on these on skills. Um, there's no doubt Peter has had a real positive influence on on Wes. Um, but Wes has, has essentially done it himself. He's 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 fit. He's strong. He's bowling fast. He's bowling really good pace. He, he's he's clocking one forty pretty consistently. Mm. Um, you know, you only have to get feedback from Alex Carey, uh, Harry Nielsen, who've been keeping to him this year. They've said he's been hitting the gloves hard. And um, and when I saw today, he was bowling his arm over to Joe Dawes, our assistant bowling coach, and Joe was taking the baseball mitt and wringing his hand. Said as where's put on half a yard? It is. <laughs> he just had this wry smile. Um, as, but yeah, we, we've we've been long time fans as, as a support staff of Wes, and and it's great to see he's done so well so far in mm. the in the Sheffield Shield and the fifty over comp. So look, I'm, I'm sure you know he keeps doing doing the right things. There'll be opportunities for him for, at the strikers. Diz, we'll take a quick break here on the first eleven cricket show. We thank you for coming by. We're going to chat to you just after the break here about the fact that the BBL is just a little bit shorter this season. We've condensed it a bit after some. Uh, plenty of ridicule last season. We'll talk to you about that right after this. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. Always great to have your company here on the First 11 Cricket Show. We've got a very special guest in Jason Gillespie in studio with us today. And Diz, of course, not too far away, the Big Bash getting underway. We saw the season get shortened after last season. Yeah. Is that a good thing or a bad thing compared to what it was? Yeah, I, look, I applaud Cricket Australia. I think the feedback they got, and I think it was pretty consistent feedback that the uh, that the tournament last year was probably just a little bit longer than it needed to be. So, I, I think you know, particularly going into well into February, I think a lot of people felt uh, it probably went on a little bit longer than it needed to be. So, I, I, I applaud them because you know, administrators cop a bit of flack from time to time, mm. don't they? But they've listened, and um, you know, they've they've shortened it. And you know, I, I think it'll be, I, I think it'll be absolutely fine. We, I, I think the big thing from, from from our point of view, once the once the tournament starts, I mean, our first game is the twenty first of December, mm. and our last group stage game, fourteenth game, is the twenty sixth of January, Australia Day. So, it's a tight schedule. Um, you know, I, I think as much as anything, I, th- I think how we manage the players, the recoveries and, and things like that are probably going to be just as important as, as training sessions. I know it's not that much of a big deal, but I know the fact that they've had to squish all those games in extra mm. tightly uh, yeah. than ever, there's a lot more day games, which and there's a bit more travel between days as well because they're so quick. Um, yeah. Does that change preparation for you guys compared to what it used to be, just night after night? Yeah, that, look, uh, potentially a little bit. I, I think just with, with the travel, uh, as I mentioned, I, I think... You know, just managing players with their recoveries. I think we've got a couple of games where we've got a couple of little uh, parts where we play three games in five days. Wow. Uh, I think we've got one stint where we've got two home games, one away game. So that's one away trip. I mean, we can manage that. And I know from a personal point of view, it feels like nothing because mm-hmm. in county cricket, um, yeah. it's just par for the course. So yeah. you're, just, you're just used to it. <laughs> Although you don't have the airport routines over yes. there. That's probably the only difference. Um, but look, I, I think the players will, will handle it. I, I remember um, our general manager, um, Kate Harkness, she was, she said to me, oh, um, 
this year we've got three games in five days, Dizzy. Is, is, is this right? <laughs> I said, well, Kate, we gave feedback that um, it was too long last year. We had a nine-day break. <laughs> so I don't think we can complain if we've got yeah. if it's a bit condensed. Yeah. I mean, she was just wanting to learn, know whether that was too uh, much. Mm. I said, look, I, I think, you know, I, I think 50 over cricket, that would be pretty tough for yeah. players at times. But I think T20, especially when you've got a, a bigger squad, you know, we've got 18 players to pick from. So I, I think we'll be all right. But, um, but yeah, look. Looking forward to it. I think everyone's excited. Uh, everyone's excited this time of year, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> so do the players The players take that on board, that they know the players that I guess aren't in that first 11 know that they may get that chance in that three-day you know, five three day games in five days? Yeah, look, look. as we, we say to players, well, you expect to play. I mean, there's 14 games and a lot can happen. Um, yep. I mean, at the moment, we're probably down to 16 players to pick from at the moment with Travis and uh, Michael Nessa. Uh, with the Australian squad at the mm. moment. So we've essentially got 16 players. Um, look, I think we'll be fine. Um, I think we're hoping to have, you know, potentially have Nessa available um, for, for a couple of games here and there, even though he's in within the Australian yeah. squad. But um, I'm just, just waiting to hear from Cricket Australia uh, because of Josh Hazelwood's injury, um, whether... He's still going to be available, so but we'll 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 just have to wait and see. Is that, just on that? Let's let's talk about Nisa's opportunity. Do you think he plays the next test? Is that a, is that a fair um, assumption, or or do you think Patterson's uh, got the yeah, toe look, in front? Yeah, it's it's probably a coin toss, isn't it? I and senses to me that you know that obviously James Pattinson's got a bit of experience in mm. Test cricket, so so maybe he's got his nose in front there. But but gee, as I can tell you, what if Michael Nessa got the opportunity to represent Australia in a Test match, he mm. wouldn't let anyone down. He is a ripping bloke. He's a he's a fantastic cricketer. Um, it's probably slipped under the radar domestically in four day cricket for for a little while now. Um, you know this guy can bat, and you know his batting is is a lot better than people probably give it credit for. And obviously we've seen what he can do with the ball and he's a gun in the field um you know everyone talks about you know these these gun all-rounders you know the the Mitchell Marshes the Cameron Greens I mean look got this lad up and you know at the Adelaide Strikers Michael Nessa he, he could do a job if he was asked um out of the squad mm-hmm. is there someone that's that you think's ready to sort of surprise a few people Question without notice. Uh, good question without notice. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, well, you touched on Wes Agar, didn't hmm. you? Um, now that, that probably not going to shock people because obviously his shield form and his fifty over form, he's, he's done quite well. So you probably expect him to um, play play a role for us at some point um, this uh, big bash season. Um, I, I think what people will see is a uh, you know he's bowling consistently quicker than they've probably seen him play in the past. You know he's only played a handful of games for us, um, a, a big bash games, and and but Wes is operating consistently a little bit quicker uh, pace. He, I think he's got a bit more control over his his various deliveries he bowls. You know he's that hard lengthy bowls. Um, you know he was absolutely nailing his Yorker today at, at training and in the practice game uh, or practice centre wicket. Um, and his slower balls that he's been working on with with Joe Dawes and Sids are, are coming out nicely. So, um, so where's he? Um, certainly, um, but yeah, we've got you know um, you know a number of our players struck the ball cleanly today. It was it was really good to see. Obviously, Phil Salt, Jake Weatherall played well. Um, um, Carey and Short 
smacked him. Cameron White smacked him. Uh, Great signs. John Wells, I think, he in his eight overs, I reckon he got 100. He was absolutely smoking <laughs> him. Uh, and Harry Nielsen played beautifully as well. So, look, we're, we're in pretty good shape. Jakey Lehman went and played great cricket today. Mm. I haven't seen the score, East Torrens. I don't know if you've got it. Did, did he get some runs, the big fella? Yeah. Uh, I don't believe he did, actually. Oh, uh, he was out first ball, unfortunately. Mm. Oh, Jake, that's a shame. Mm. Yeah, we, we allowed him to go and play great cricket mm. to to spend some time in the middle. Oh, that's a shame. No, only one ball in the middle. Hey, yeah, just before you go, I know that you and Peter Siddle are both uh, got different diets to those. You're a vegan. Yep. He's a banana uh, just a freak. <laughs> well, he, he's, look, what do you guys <laughs> talk about? Do you guys hang out and like talk about different fooding regimes? or What What's, uh, what do you guys do? Sid's every, every now and again, I'll get a random message from <laughs> Sid saying, Des, found a new place to eat. This will be a belter. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, he's a ripper. I think he cops a bad rap. Everyone thinks he just eats bananas. Doesn't could, he? Could, no, couldn't be further from the truth. I think he, he had. I think he did a day or a week where he just had bananas. He did. Everyone just thinks that's all he does now. No, he just. <laughs> no, he, uh, he has all sorts of cuisines and. Uh, yeah, by my favourite at the moment, I quite quite like my Thai food and oh, uh, big so, fan. Yeah, 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 have a lot of lovely vegetarian and uh, vegan options. So, so yeah. Are you um, a chef, or do the family get around it, or what's the go? Um, I am. Uh, I'm, uh, my son is is vegetarian. Um, my wife sort of floats. Um, <laughs> two youngest, um, they. But my daughter actually says to me, uh, "Daddy, do I have to be vegetarian today?" <laughs> no, no, Delaney, you don't have to be vegetarian at all. It's up to you. I'm not. I'm not forcing my sort of, <laughs> what I like. Uh, my, my what I like on mm. on you. You know, I've never done that with my kids. Um, you know, but my eldest son, he, he's taken it on board. He he quite likes it. But um, but yeah, look, look, everyone's different, aren't they? Yes. So, yeah. No, that's okay. Now, big. Uh day tomorrow, yep. open training session. So if yep. the Strikers fans want to come down to Karen Rolton Oval, Absolutely. Um, you can watch the boys go about uh, a full-on training session. And possibly bring some hard hats. Uh, yes. Ooh. Because the boys are... Uh, hitting them well. <laughs> they're hitting them reasonably well. So, hey, look, look, it, 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 yeah, we'll be open session. We're going to block off uh, half the ground there just so balls aren't going uh, all over the shop. But, um, but yeah, look, great opportunity to rub, rub shoulders. Watch the guys, how they go about their work in the nets and, and in the centre, and then obviously the fan day to follow. So, look, really excited to connect with our fans. You know, look, we, we often talk about, you know, we, we have the best fans in the country. We're the, we're the best supported franchise, and we know and we're confident that will continue. Now, of course, that is the session open training at KRO tomorrow from 9am. Kids, fans, you can all come and meet the players from about 11.30. That's They'll have right. about half an hour there. You can get some signatures and whatever. Oh, at least, yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, the players will be around for, for a good couple of hours from 11.30. So we're going to train from about, about 9 o'clock to half 11. And uh, so fans are more than welcome to watch the lads go about their work. Wonderful. And, uh, yeah, and then the, the lads will be there to sign and post for photos and, and whatnot. And there's, uh, I think there's some clinics on. And, yeah, so it's all good. So send a wicket tomorrow or just in the nets? Uh, we'll do a bit of both. It's, okay. uh, it's very much players. I've, I've encouraged the lads to message me what they want out of their mm-hmm. session tomorrow. It's going to be led by them tomorrow, so it's up to them. Um, I've had one response so far, so <laughs> I'll, um, I might just have that, to... Was that Harry Conway? 
Conway. He's just pleading that he doesn't have to face Billy Stanlake. So, no, all, all good. Uh, free entry down there at Karen Rolton Oval. Get on down. Hey, uh, Jason Gillespie, our special guest, the head coach of the Adelaide Strikers. Good luck this summer. You're going to have a big one. I'm sure you'll bounce back from last season and hopefully uh, another championship trophy on the way. Be fantastic. But yeah, thanks for your support, guys. Really appreciate it. Fantastic to have Pleasure. him join us here on the First Eleven Cricket Show. Of course, uh, he's also been uh, fantastic enough to bring in a couple of double passes to the uh, to the first home game, which is December 23 here at the Adelaide Oval against the Perth Scorchers, who are always in good form. So that'll be a cracking contest. So that's a Monday night coming up soon. Eight double two three double o double five. if you'd like to get your hands on a, a double to uh, the Adelaide Strikers and Perth Scorchers. The first home game of the BBL season. Shortly we'll be back with plenty more here on the First Living Cricket Show. Stay tuned. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First 11 Cricket Show. A good welcome back to you listening in to the First 11 Cricket Show here on 5AA. Sam Tugwell, Paul Bonza bringing you all the latest in local South Australian cricket. And I'll tell you what, Bonza, really good chat there with Dizzy. He uh, gave us a good insight into this season. It was great to have him in the studio and excited about the strikers already. Oh. It's only a w- less, you know, week away and can't wait for it. I know. We've just endured a whole uh, couple of months, though, of women's strikers cricket. And, and uh, one person who's been in the thick of it is the assistant coach of the women's strikers. Uh, Jude Coleman, who joins us now on the First Eleven Cricket Show as we wrap up a big WBBL season. Jude, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, guys. Now, uh, what a what an amazing season with a bit of a bittersweet ending, I suppose. How would you wrap up the season in the final last Sunday? Yeah, look, you're right. It was a, a tough way to end, but I think if you'd asked Luke and myself at the start of the season that we'd finish in the top two, we definitely would have taken it. Well, you've uh, you got you all the way to the final. What do you think was the key for you girls? I think the fielding, for mine personally, was one of the in- most incredible uh, pieces to the puzzle for you girls because that was probably the, the edge that got you above most teams. Uh, what do you think it was for you girls that did it throughout the season, got you all the way? Yeah, fielding was, was definitely a strength. We took some amazing catches throughout the, the tournament. Um, but I think, you know, Sophie Devine's obviously a, a big part of our success, but our our bowlers did a really good job in um, defending some low totals along the way and also um, creating some low totals when we bowled first. Was there some disappointment, Jude, uh, in the final with the bowlers? I thought they did, they were just a bit off the boil, and that can happen in a final, uh, but putting on a total of 161, they would have been confident coming out with the ball, but I, I thought they just missed their mark a little bit. Yeah, there was some some disappointment. Um, you know, we probably we spoke all year about or all season about being brave with the ball, and um, that was probably the game where we needed to be the bravest. And I don't think we were on occasion. Um, but in saying that, the Brisbane Heat are an extremely tough team to bowl to because they just never stop coming. Yeah, and Sammy Joe Johnson uh, probably turned the game uh, while you started pretty reasonably well with the ball that. That over a four sixes off Sophie Devine, mm. um, it probably just just gave them the momentum to to go on and win the game. Yeah, and the, the Brisbane Heat have about five or six batters who can do that to you. So it was Sammy Joe's day on that occasion, and um, unfortunately we weren't able to to adapt and and get her out quick enough. <laughs> In saying that, it took five balls, but those four balls were enough to do the damage. 
Talk about, uh, of course, some of the other contributors for this, the entire season. We did mention before Sophie Devine, and she's had a lot of coverage throughout the season. But uh, what an incredible season. Where does that rate for you in terms of where, some of the, the performances you've seen in women's cricket in the past? Is that right up there in one of the, the most impressive months or two of cricket you've ever seen? Oh, 100%. And, you know, we we think about the, the season for Sophie and we think about her batting, but she was excellent with the ball on the back of Megan Shute a lot of the time, um, but also exceptional in the field. She took some excellent catches throughout the, the season. So an all-round performance that was led with the bat, but overall she was a standout. It seems that the depth of women's cricket is growing each year. And it wasn't that long ago where there was probably four or five players, maybe seven players on each team, and you might have four players who don't might bat down the order and, and not get a bowl. That's not the case anymore. It seems that the the strength of women's cricket is just growing and growing, and, and it, it's exciting to watch as well. Yeah, it is very exciting, and it's really a credit to Cricket Australia because I think they saw five or six years ago that the gap between the Australian women and the domestic scene was getting bigger um, and they were willing to put money behind it and and that's really helped our domestic girls improve their game because they can spend more time on it. So where do the ladies go now? Obviously, uh, the season's over in the T20 uh, stuff, so do they move forward? They're back into the the Women's National Cricket League? Yeah, we had another practice game today, so our Scorps girls are back and we had a 50-over practice game today and we've got another practice on Thursday where we'll get into some game scenarios and yeah straight into WNCL our first game back is the 7th of January so we'll give them some a little bit of time off over Christmas um, but not much. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right you could have some time off. Jude we appreciate your time here on the first 11 cricket show uh, bad luck to end the season but uh, a wonderful uh, season it was throughout anyway uh, best of luck next season and we'll I'm sure keep a close eye on the Scorpions too. Thanks very much. Thank you there to Jude Coleman, who was the assistant coach for the Adelaide Strikers. This season, like we said, a bittersweet ending. We saw them get to the final. We thought they'd done so well. Uh, and we thought they were good enough to take out the uh, the reigning chance, but they end up going back-to-back. Yeah, so just to recap that game, Sam, uh, the Strikers batted first. They were 7 for 161. Amanda Wellington, 55. She smashed them. Uh, and Tally McGrath batted well. She spoke to us the week before. Mm. Uh, she made 33. And then the Heat um, got them four down in the 18th over. Beth Mooney has been a superstar for the whole tournament. She was 56 not out. I mentioned Sammy Joe Johnson, 27 off 11 deliveries. And Jess Johnson, uh, 33 as well. Tali McGrath chipped in with the ball with two wickets as well. Yeah. well she's been a much improved player. Absolutely. For the Adelaide Strikers this year. Such an improved all-rounder. And that's uh, it's such a valuable commodity in women's cricket, especially right now. If you can have the talents in both the batting and bowling, and then you can field well too, but that's like that in all cricket. But in the women's game right now, it is highly valuable. We saw Sophie Devine take wickets and then score runs. McGrath did something similar. Um, there's a few other players around the comp that were very much the same, and those all-rounders end up being players of the tournament because they can just fire at each end. And um, There's just been a, a great... Great, like you said in the interview there, great depth, especially in the Adelaide Strikers team, where you can see all 11 players have an impact at some stage throughout the uh, throughout the weeks and no one's really out of form for too long because they always get a go and they're always doing something different. And I love that for the Strikers. That's probably why they won. They're an 11-player team. Yeah, 
and the uh, two blonde sisters, um, Katie Mack and Bridget Patterson, patrolling each side of the ground on the boundary. <laughs> they were amazing all, all year as well. And Bridget Patterson's uh, form with the bat. Mm. Uh, yeah, look, all things pointing in the right direction this year, you know, next mm. season. There's no reason they can't take that extra step and, and win the whole thing. Let's uh, chat more cricket on the other side of this break. We've got some DRS. We'll talk about Travis Head and the Test team. We'll talk about the Redbacks finally getting over that hump, uh, winning their first game in over 650 days. My goodness, it's felt like a long time. <laughs> we'll dissect that shortly here on the First Eleven Cricket Show. On 1395 Adelaide's 5AA, this is the First Eleven Cricket Show. Sam Tugwell, Paul Bonzer, we are here for the First Eleven Cricket Show. About 10 minutes left, so we better get stuck into wow. the fact that we've got the Redbacks winning their first game in 659 days. Finally, in Hobart, we prevailed. Uh, an amazing moment last, I think it was Monday. It feels like that long ago. Is it? It feels like <laughs> oh, wow. a long time ago. It does. Um, but finally, we got that elusive win that we'd been looking for for a long time. I think it was 18 shield rounds. It's just, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's an amazing effort, and we, I'm, I'm sure they've been close a couple of times. We've been saying mm. since the show started that they're getting, they're, it's right there. Yeah, it's right there, and they almost beat WA, and then they come out and beat Tassie in a, just a really solid effort, a really good game of cricket. We spoke to Jason Gillespie earlier in the show about Wes Agar, how improved he has been, and I was, I'll put my hand up, I was a big critic at the start of the season when we took him on in the one-dayers and then to the Shield games. He he was very inconsistent in the past, but this summer, it's like something's clicked. He's found something, and he's now player of the match, I think for the second Shield game in probably just as many games, I think. He's had a fantastic little run. Yeah, he took eight for 123, so mm. a fiver and a threefer. Um, he is, he, like we mentioned with Jason, he's he has just taken the next step in his in his cricketing career, and we hope it just keeps on improving. Yeah, it's outstanding to see him do. Harry Nilsson as well, who's just been added to the strikers list this season. Eighty six for Woodville, Harry. Oh, get, get off it! <laughs> <laughs> Any chance to slide him in? He had eighty six in the second innings, guiding us uh, our way to victory, along with. Our man. Our man, Will Bazista. <laughs> we've so, claimed. Well, we're claiming every one that comes on the show just as instant success. So yes. if you want to do well, just dial in. Um, <laughs> so they were four for forty, uh, four for 34, the mm. Redbacks, in yeah, that chase. chase. Of how much? 160? Yeah. So oh. so the, it was a bit wobbly. The wheels got a bit wobbly. <laughs> Don't worry about that. But then uh, Will Bazista and Harry Nilsson. Harry batted. Beautifully, mm-hmm. it's as good as I'd seen him bat. He, he batted beautifully. He finished eighty six not out. Wilbur Zisto forty seven not out, and the Redbacks got the points finally. So that's fantastic for us. I'm glad we did. This is a list I found. I think the advertiser put this together in the week. Things that have happened since the Redbacks last won <laughs> their game of Shield cricket. Okay, Sandpaper Gate happened. <laughs> that wow. feels like a while ago. Wow. Don Pike got sacked. Right. And it was only just after... They won their, their last game only just after the camp happened. So that's how long that's been. Uh, Tiger Woods won the Masters, uh, which feels like a while ago. The entire 2018 FIFA World Cup happened. <laughs> and Port Adelaide, in the space of all this time, have gone from one captain to two captains and back to back one, one captain. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. Shall we have a look at the grade scores today, Sam? Please. We'll wrap that up. All right, Port Adelaide versus Kensington. Um, Kensington had an easy win. Um, 
Port they bowled Port out last week for 185. They were one for 193 declared. Johnny Dalton made 102 not, and Jake Brown 73. So the Browns get the points there. Glenelg uh, made 339 last week. They were chased down today by East Torrance. Uh, Michael Cramer 106 and Henry Dow 96 and Sean Noddle 4 for 31 for the Seahorses. But uh, East Torrance too strong there. In Uni versus Tea Tree Gully, Tea Tree Gully poured on 408 for nine. Wow. So uh, Joe Gatting ended up 163. And uh, Ben Ellis got three for 90 for Uni. And Uni were bowled out for 235. Sam Kerber, um, 64. And Cooper Luke, 63. So um, a win there to the Gullies. Sorry about that. I'm no, that's okay. That's just trying to work it out. Southern Districts and Adelaide Southern Districts were bowled out for 52 last week. Uh, oh, that's not right. Not very good. Yeah. Um, Adelaide, we should have mentioned that with Dizzy, as Buffalo's got across the line today. They made 209, then bowled Southern Districts out again for 263, uh, and they were six for 107. So they won outright, Very the good. Buffaloes. Well so, done. Uh, and Ben Pengelly took five for 55 in the second dig to go along with his three for and his 65. So not a bad game. It's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> Prospect uh, made four, uh, nine for 414, and they bowled West Torrens out for 247. Josh Dascom, 70, and Isaac Boylan made, uh, took three for 51 for the Pirates. And Sturt. I was about to say, this... you'd, you'd be pretty flat. Sorry, just you'd be pretty flat with that. Woodville man? No, no, West Torrens. Yeah. What? Oh, sorry, did you? Oh, no, my West apologies. Torrens. Woodville had the bye. So oh, that's we, like, sorry. We couldn't I'll... lose this week. <laughs> I thought you said Woodville. And they're sitting fourth. Don't worry about that. They're in the four. Uh, did I mention Harry Nelson? Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> Sturt. Sturt made 258 last week. They had, at Stumps, they had Northern Districts 5 for 28. Mm, yes, not good. Chasing 258. Well, the Jets got up. No, they didn't. The Jets got up. No. On, on the back, they were 9 for 260 on the back of 116 oh. from Cozzy. Oh, wow. Mark Cosgrove. And, uh... That's performance of the year. Yeah. Feroz Cushy made 64 as well. Wow. So, amazing effort from the Jets. That's unbelievable. That's, that's the win of the the win of the round. That's it. To be five for twenty eight, chasing two fifty eight. Wow! And that get is across amazing. the line with Cozzy, the man. I think he batted eight or something like that. <laughs> oh, so just he, to uh, make it a close game. He uh, obviously just kept sending in the troops last week. <laughs> <laughs> Protect <laughs> I wanna, me. <laughs> I don't want to bat. I'll go get him next week, yeah. and he did. Oh wow! So well done. So there's the grade cricket wrap up for this week. Oh, that is terrific. That now that has got to be one of the best grade wins in quite some time. Terrific work from uh, Mark Cosy Cosgrove, who uh, continues to be a, a beacon of light down there for Northern Districts. Um, can I quickly talk about Travis Head before we yes, uh, look to wrap up? Of course, the first test is on over in Perth, as everyone has uh, got themselves glued to at the moment. And I'm I'm so uh, pumped about this game. New Zealand are one of the best teams in the world in the test arena. And right now, we are doing an outstanding job to keep their batsmen in check. Um, we're going to have another... Bat- well, currently batting right now, none for 24, if you want an update, in the second innings, leading by 274 runs. Uh, but Travis Head obviously had himself a game in uh, the uh, in the f- in this test. Yep, batted beautifully. First innings, 56. Yeah, batted beautifully. Came in uh, just before stumps as well and had to get through that period when the ball was moving around. Um, he saw Matthew Wade leave one and it 
big hooper from Saudi. Yeah. So he came in and battered through that tough period. And, yeah, it would have been great to see him go on and make 100. He, you know, the shot that he got out on with cover drive in the air, just mm. he, he would have gone back in and gone, hey, why, why do I keep doing that? But he... he batted great and it was good to see him get some runs and then Travis uh, copped a little bit of flack from the all time Australian great Ricky Ponning saying he's a bit inconsistent and needs to learn how to go on and make hundreds otherwise he's not really good enough now that's a bit I think it's a bit harsh for a bloke who's averaging over 40 in national cricket isn't it yeah he's averaging uh, close to 45 batting number 6 yeah, like we can amazing. bring Sean Marsh back. Uh, sorry, uh, Mitch Marsh back and average twenty five and right. bowl ten overs if if they want. But for me, the better option is to have some guy who bats six and makes forty odd, mm. averages forty odd. He's not expected to make hundred, is he? I, I think anyone who bats for Australia needs to make hundreds, and yeah, that, that's that's their expectation on them. Of course, but he's... And I have no doubt Travis will do that. He's got a lot of learnings to come, and we know that, and he's new to the test in the international arena. But with, you know, an average like that, and in his in his history, and he probably has a lot... This isn't an excuse, but he's hit 43 uh, 50s at shield level and only 1100s. Mm. His conversion rate has never been amazing. You know, clearly he's hitting uh, one in every five uh, times he passes 50. He goes on to make 100. So he does have that... Um, deficiency about him, but he's such a, a good player in that he makes a lot of runs often and quick that he probably can get away with it at six for now. Uh, I, look, I, I think they just leave the team as it is yeah. for these for these next three test matches against New Zealand. Leave Joe Burns in there. Mm. Leave Trav. Leave the team. If Wadey, leave him in there. Just leave <laughs> it settled for a summer. Well, and then if, you know, if you need to make changes, make changes. But I, I think they're too. The selectors often listen to the outside doors just too often. Yeah, I think we're doing pretty well if we can uh, try and criticise, or at least greats can criticise blokes who are making 50 in the Aussie team right now. We're doing that well. Now, uh, Bonds, it's about time we sign off. But wow. before we do, yes. I want our listeners out there to give us a call on 8223 because we gave away one of the double passes before to the Strikers' first home game. We've still got one left. We've got one left. So give us a call now. Come on, people. Want to go to the Strikers? It's free. <laughs> come, and, come and get it. It's for free. 8223-0055. Head along to see the Strikers play the Perth Scorchers. Not this Monday, the one day after December 23. A good little early Christmas present for the for the family, I suppose. Bonds, good on you, mate. Thanks, Sam. Another Saturday in the books. Yep. Uh, Christmas around the corner. So we look forward to uh, your company next Saturday again from 6 o'clock. of plenty more Strikers action. They'll be playing next Saturday too. So we'll be uh, giving you all the latest in that. Thanks for your company. We'll catch you next week.